What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Well, SummerSlam weekend is upon us. It's pretty much halfway over. We also had DC fandom going on today. If you're a DC fan or like some of their stuff, definitely check out YouTube and their website because for 24 hours, they've been releasing tons of trailers, what have you. A new teaser trailer for the Suicide Squad sequel, a new trailer for the Suicide Squad video game, which looks awesome. They dropped a trailer for the new Batman game, which is going to be awesome, and a lot more. This time of year is kind of bittersweet. My daughter and I went to the last four SummerSlams that were in Brooklyn and takeovers, plus all the events that go on down there. And she's real, real sad we're not going to New York this year. But it is what it is. SummerSlam weekend's here, so this show I really don't have any news. I got what happened on AEW Dynamite tonight, what happened at NXT 30, and then my predictions for SummerSlam tomorrow. So remember to stick around to the end of the episode to find out how you can win a WWE Fiend, the Elite, action figure. On to AEW Dynamite. On Dynamite tonight, the FTR took on Private Party. We now know why FTR attacked the Rock and Roll Express last week. It was because they felt disrespected, and the Rock and Roll Express also disrespected Tully Blanchard. And surprise, surprise, this week, Tully Blanchard now is mentoring and pretty much managing the FTR. He's got his FTR jacket on and all that. So right now he's messing with Sean Spears and FTR. Uh, Old school Tully Blanchard and old school FTR will go very far if they stick together. FTR did pick up the win. They are now 6-0 and definitely will be AEW tag champs sometime very soon. MJF killed it with another killer promo tonight. He's so fucking good as always. He had a fake lawyer there. It was actually AKA. If you follow Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona's wrestling podcast show, not Kurt Hawkins, of course, but their third member, he was actually on there playing MJF's man, I mean, lawyer, which is really cool. They're trying to ban, and they got a petition, uh, what you call it, started to actually outlaw John Moxley's finishing move. So we'll see how that goes. They also had a decent eight-man tag team match. It was Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus, again, with the Nightmare Brothers or whatever it is, Factor, Dustin Rhodes, and QT Marshall. They took on the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade. Jungle Boy got the pin and the win, and then out of nowhere, newly signed Eddie Kingston came out to the ring, and he talked to the heels. He said, Joe, we're all huge indie stars. We rode up down the road together for years. You're the best this. You're the best that. We should be running shit. We are the best of the best. He told the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade to stop fighting and let's team up together. Those guys are going to have a good run to take it over Dub. Watch. Dr. Britt Baker then cut, cut a promo. She was in the gym and Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford were next to them making out and it sounded really gross. So she called them over, asked them to stop doing that. And they she told them if they can actually take out Big Swole for her, they will give her, give both of them free dental for a year. And then, uh, what you call it, Dr. Britt's bodyguard also threw in free makeup. So they were down with that. She's actually got cronies going to take out Big Swole for her. Dr. Britt Baker's fucking heel character is amazing. Orange Acidy, excuse Acidy, Orange Cassidy came out next with the best friends for an interview about defeating Chris Jericho. Before he could say a word, Jericho came out and interrupted him. Jericho gave Cassidy big time props and said, 
the way I see it, we're one and one. Where I come from, that means we need to have a third match to see who's the best of the best. So since I love orange juice, and excuse me, since you love orange juice, and I love a little bit of the bubbly, we're going to have a mimosa mayhem match, which consists of 60 gallons mixed with 500 cases of a little bit of the bubbly and 60 gallons of orange juice. The winner can either get a pin, a DQ, or they have to toss the loser into the fucking big bat of mimosa. It's kick-ass, and it's going to be awesome. It takes place September 5th at All Out. That's why I love AEW a lot of the times, too, because they do those old-school crazy gimmick matches that nobody would even do, and it's going to be awesome. The Young Bucks teamed up with Kenny Omega, a.k.a. The Elite, and they actually took on the Dark Order on, in the three-on-three match. The Bucks and Omega picked up the win, but they continued the storyline of Omega slowly snapping and turning into a heel, hopefully. Bring the cleaner back, Omega. FTR gave an interview, and they were told Tully about their plan. Excuse me, Tully Blanchard was with them, and they told us about their plan to win the AEW tag titles. Hangman Page came out drunk, interrupted, and demanded an explanation of why they attacked the Rock and Roll Express and how come one of the FTRs faked their knee injury. So they explained that. It was pretty much good enough for uh, Hangman Page for the time being. Darby Allen was taken on, uh, oh man, Willie, I forget. I feel so bad. I didn't write his name down, but it's the big, big brother who I've been giving props to, says he needs a push. I'll fix it some other time. But uh, Darby Allen had a match. Chaz stood up for the commentary table and said, you're a little bitch pretty much. We got beef, and I actually got somebody who's going to take you out. His name starts with a D, what have you. It was actually Ricky Starks, and he was had makeup on like Darby Allen. Him and Brian Cage came to the ring and they whipped Darby Allen's ass, beat him with a skateboard and everything. So you know that Starks and Darby Allen are going to be fighting it all out. Uh, Matt Hardy ended up beating the piss out of Sammy Guevara and he put him through the announcer's table. Uh, after that, we had the finals for the AEW's Women's Tag Tournament. It was, I forget her name, if it's Demolise or Dasamante versus Demolise. And then we're against the Nightmare Sisters, Brandy Rhodes and Ali. Brandy came and with Ali. Brandy came out with her two little brand brands, a.k.a. Her, w, her AEW action figure. And that's the reason why anybody cannot find the fucking figure in the store is because Brandy obviously bought all the little brand brands. Uh, but the winner of that match was Ibelise and Dominante or Diamante, whatever it is. And to finish off the show, we did have the Dark Orders Brody Lee versus TNT champion Cody for his TNT title. Lee went after him hardcore, picked him up and threw him right from the ring onto the floor as soon as the match started. He just fucking manhandled him. Brody Lee legit beat the living piss out of Cody. He hit him with his finisher, finisher which is the discus lariat, and he got the one, two, three. Even the referee was in shock after he did the three count. Cody got zero offense during the match, and your new TNT champion is the Dark Orders, Brody Lee. Brody held the title up and he said, you did not believe in me. Higher ups in other companies and this one did not believe in me. Now I have this. This is the power. The Dark Order is now at the top of the food chain. While all this was going on, Cody was being carted from the ring on the stretcher. When they got to the end of the stage, Cody gave the thumbs up to let everybody know he was okay. Then Brody Lee dumped him and the stretcher onto the floor. He then stood over Cody's broken and battered body and he held up his newly won title very high. 
Then Brandy came out and actually shielded her husband with her own body. And a female member of the Dark Order came up from behind her and choked her the fuck out. Brody then grabbed the bag off of one of his minions, and it actually had the original, the, the TNT title that didn't have the gold on it, the one he's been carrying around. It was broken all into pieces, and he dumped those broken pieces on the Cody and Brandy, and he told Cody, this title is yours. So it was a very, very good episode, and because of some AEW Dynamite wanting to see it, I did miss the beginning of TakeOver, but I do have those results for you. So definitely stick around. Next, we got the result. For NXT TakeOver 30. What's up, peeps? We're back. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number one. And stick around to the end of the show to find out how you can win our next giveaway. On to NXT TakeOver 30. I won't lie to you, I did miss some of the show at the start because I thought it started at a different time and I was watching AEW, the championship match, what have you. So I do have the results, of course, and I did watch a good part of it. So on the pre-show, we did have the NXT Tag Team Championship number one contenders triple threat match. It was Danny Burch and Oni Larkin versus Brizengo versus Legato Del Fantasma. Now, I picked Legato Del Fantasma to win, but Brizengo won by pinfall over Lorcan. And they're now the number one contenders for Imperium's tag titles. Next up, we did have Finn Balor versus Timmy Datcher. Now, I did not see this one. I say Timmy, Timmy Datcher. I didn't see this one, but of course Finn Balor won, even though Datcher is a beast. We also had the North American Championship Ladder match. It was Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest, versus Johnny Gargano, versus the Velveteen Dream. Now, you know, I wanted what you call uh, Cameron Grimes the wings. I felt that's where the momentum was going with all his win lately. I said it would be nice if Damian Priest could pick up a win, but I didn't think it was his time yet. But NXT knows better than I am because Damian Priest won the match. And everybody does say that it was actually the best match of the show. So I got to go back and like watch that in full. I'm super happy for Damian Priest. I follow him on the indies, and we've seen him live a handful of times. Later on, they tried to grab an interview with him outside after he won his belt. He had the dopest-looking, like, Tesla SUV tank thing waiting for him. He threw his bag in there, and then there was a hot tub set up outside, which he jumped into in full gear with a bottle of bubbly in his hand, and he had two beautiful ladies in there waiting for him to celebrate his win. It was pretty awesome. After that, we did have Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole, baby. McAfee and Cole kicked fucking ass. It was a kick-ass match. Say what you want about McAfee, but he did amazing. He's great on the mic, and he's great in the fucking ring. What a showing. I hope he has more matches. McAfee was definitely winded throughout the match, but you could not tell by his wrestling and selling. It was just his face in between and breathing. McAfee kept pulling his shirt down during the match, which was very weird. At one point in the match, McAfee went to give a superplex off the top rope to Cole, but Cole pushed him off him, and McAfee legit did a fucking backflip from the top rope onto the mat and landed on his feet. He then proceeded to jump from the mat all the way up to the top rope, and he hit Cole with the superplex. Holy fuck, the place went nuts. After that, McAfee tried to punt Cole again, but Cole moved, and McAfee punted the ring steps. At one point in the match, 
fucking what you call it. At one point in the match, the referee was telling McAfee what to do next, and he was doing it very loudly. You think McAfee would be the one doing that rookie mistake? But nope, it was the fucking referee. After McAfee kicked Adam Cole in the nuts and punted them, he almost got a three count. McAfee got too full of himself. He went for an elbow from the top rope, and Cole caught him with a super kick right in midair. Cole then hit him with the Panama City Sunrise for the one, two, three. But I got to say, bravo, McAfee. What a great fucking showing. This will definitely not be his last match in WWE, but your winner is Adam Cole. Next up, we had the NXT Women's Championship match. It was Io Shiri versus Dakota Kai. Now, Kai dominated pretty much the whole match for a very, very good amount of time. She continued to beat Eo's ass. Uh, in the end, though, Eo pulled out a bottle. Hold on. Eo pulled out a win. I put a bottle. That's why I thought I said wine. I keep saying bottle because I have wine instead of win, so I apologize. But in the end, Eo pulled out a win, and Kai's bodyguard, Gonzalez, I think her name is, or whatever it is, wanted to destroy her. Rhea Ripley came out to stop her, and her and uh, what you call Dakota Kai's fucking bodyguard for, uh, enforcer, they had a fucking brutal stare down. They just kept staring at each other face to face. Uh, what you call Ripley and her are going to have a killer upcoming match. But in the end, and still your NXT Women's Champion is Io Shirai. After that match, they did announce that NXT UK returns on September 17th, which will be very cool. And then to finish out the show, we did have the NXT Championship match. It was Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Now, this was a good match with these two behemoths. They beat the shit out of each other. It was a tad slow pace, but it was very, very physical. In the end, Karrion Cross hit him with the Sakito suplex off the top rope and got the one, two, three. Your new NXT champion is Karrion Cross, and WWE Shop Zone definitely ruined that a few days ago, which I reported because they had a picture of him up on the site with him winning, I mean, holding the title, and then they took it down. But Keith Lee's not worried. He did amazing in NXT, came from the Indies, improved himself, and he's going to the main roster. Everybody still wants to see him versus Brock Lesnar sometime in the future, so the future is wide open for Lee. You can actually say it's limitless. All right, peeps, we got to pay the bills real quick. I'll be right back. What's up, peeps? We're back. Remember to stick around to the end of the episode to find out how you can win an elite fiend action figure. Now, I did. there's a little update, actually. I was just checking online before I did the last part of the show, and actually, Karrion Cross might have suffered an injury during the match. During the post-conference call with the media, Triple H was asked by Sean Ross from Fightful.com about the arm injury Karrion was selling in the match and whether it was legit or not. The WWE executive said he wished it was good selling, but it looks like Cross may have suffered a separated shoulder and that he was getting an MRI to find out for sure. So who knows, peeps. But anyway, let's get to the SummerSlam full card and predictions for tomorrow. It kicks off at 6 p.m. and the main show starts at 7 p.m. I got to remember that myself so I don't miss out a little bit like I did tonight with TakeOver. And it's coming from the Amway Center in Orlando. We do have a no disqualification loser leaves WWE match. That's a new stipulation that was added. And we do have former best friends forever, Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. 
Now, I wanted Sonya to win this match, and I'm still picking Sonya to win, but this whole winner leaves WWE match has gotten me worried. I don't know if Sonya needs time off after that big thing that just happened with that guy who literally tried stalking her and killing her in her own house, or maybe Mandy Rose has got some other project to do, a movie or something. I don't know. So I don't know why they added in that stipulation, but I am going with my baby, Sonya Deville. We also have the Raw Tag Team Championship match. It is the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. I'm actually going with Andrade and Garza. One, I love the Street Profits. They're entertaining as hell. I love them since NXT when people didn't even fuck with them. They're awesome. But they've had those tag team titles a tad bit too long. Andrade and Garza, especially Garza, has been working their ass off with some gold around their waist. So I think they're going to give it to those guys. So I'm going with Andrade and Garza. We also have a street fight, which is Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. I'm going with the Messiah, Seth Rollins. I really do think, though, Dominic is going to win. I don't think he's going to lose his first main fucking match on the main roster. But I got to go with Seth, man. Seth has to win. But it's probably probably going to happen is that Rey Mysterio is going to get involved and Dominic's going to sneak out a win somehow. But I'm going with the Messiah. We also have the United States Championship match, which is Apollo Crews versus MVP. The writing's on the wall. MVP is winning and taking that belt. He should have did it a week or two ago on Raw, whatever the fuck it was, and he didn't. And I think it's because they were saving it for SummerSlam. So I'm going with MVP to be your new uh, United States champ. We have the first of two matches for Asuka. First, she's taking on the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey Dose Straps. And I'm going with Bailey. Everybody thinks Asuka's going to beat both of them and take both their belts or take one of their belts. I don't think so. That whole Bailey dough straps and two belt banks gimmick is just too hot, man. So I don't see it happening. So I think Asuka's going to lose against Bailey, and everybody's going to be behind her to go against Sasha Banks, which is next for the Raw Women's Championship. Sasha versus Asuka. I got to go with Sasha Banks, two belt banks to be exact. I don't think Asuka's going to beat either one of them. Probably isn't going to happen, but that's what I'm hoping for. We also have the Universal Championship match, which is Braun Strowman versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. The Fiend doesn't need a belt. His character and his gimmick is enough, but I think The Fiend's going to beat Braun Strowman for his belt, to be honest. And finally, we have the WWE Championship match, which is Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I'm actually going with Randy Orton. When I was writing this out last night and thinking about it, I actually picked Randy first, then I switched over to Drew, but I'm going with Randy Orton, man. I don't know. Drew's had it for four months. There's no fucking crowd and shit. He did as good as he could do with no crowd, yada, yada. The Viper doesn't need the belt just like The Fiend doesn't, but I'm going with The Viper, Randy Orton. All right, peeps. Well, that's it for this episode. Remember, if you want to win a WWE The Elite action figure, you have to go on our YouTube. You have to be a subscriber, so if you're not, make sure you do that. Go to the AEW Insider on YouTube and subscribe. Besides that, you have to like, share, and comment on any video. So like, share, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, and that gives you your in the running to win the figure. Or you can just go to Facebook under the AEW Insider and join our group. 
the point of these giveaways is to get more subscribers or get more people in the group. The higher we get, you know what I mean, more activity it will be, and I'll be able to do more for you guys in the future. So as soon as we hit 300 subscribers on YouTube, I will be giving away that elite fiend action figure. So make sure you do one of those two things to get entered. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number 1. I'll be back tomorrow night after SummerSlam sometime with the results and my thoughts on it. I love you, peeps. Ciao.